Hey everybody, it's the Elemental Podcast, live on, what's today's date, Jamie? The 25th, 2020, it's a Saturday, it's the Patreon edition. Yep. Woo, 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 it's a little different. Uh, I realized that my recording on Thursday was off a little bit. I'm hoping that this one isn't quite as bad, so we will uh, we'll off. see. I don't understand why when I did that testing one, Jamie, you heard the testing one, right? Yep. There's a lot of people heard the testing one because they were like, oh yeah, it was goofy, that's going to be your best one ever, but nobody commented on how bad of quality it was. A lot of people commented on how bad the quality was on Thursday. In the Thursday one, I was using the plug-in mic. I only had one plug-in mic. I didn't use two plug-in mics because it doesn't make sense to use two plug-in mics. So I'm not really sure, everybody, why it went wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, as, As I acknowledged on Thursday's podcast, I'm not necessarily a technophobe. I'm techno stupid. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of it's just me trying to figure things out uh graham uh our ex-partner in crime on the podcast he actually got a hold of me and he was like well maybe we can just uh skype things and i can uh walk you through it or help you through it and figure it out because for me i can't lie everybody when it comes to shit like this it's better if i have someone walk me through it yeah than if i gotta sit down and read the technical jargon of this bullshit. Because more often than not, I think the technical writers, they're dumb as fuck. Because there's the assumption that everybody's going to have essentially the same kind of technological knowledge that they do. Mm -hmm. They need to look at this as the person who's reading it and using your product for the very first time has the technical technological knowledge of a first grader yeah and that's all it fucking is and that's the same thing with these new tvs and uh, you're hooking up any kind of computers to shit anything that has technology computers plugs (laughs) uh, screens digital input numbers toaster toasters refrigerators (laughs) I don't fucking understand it, and I'm okay with not fucking understanding it. But then the problem is, uh, I can't be that way because for this, I have to share this with people. I got to get it out to people. And we're at the point of this podcast uh, existence where people actually like it, and they look forward to it. And some people get a little mad if it's not there. And I can't blame you. I get mad when a podcast that I listen to is not there when it should be there. So I don't. I don't blame you. And I hate. I hate letting people down, Jamie. I know that. If it was just me, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like when I've had problems with the TV here, like I can't figure out like the input or whatever this or that. What do I do, Jamie? Um. Well, I don't. I put the goddamn yeah. remote down and read a fucking book, or I get on the computer because uh, I don't give a fuck. I don't need to give a fuck. If it never gets fixed, I don't give a shit. Okay. Am I wrong? Well, no, you'll do that. But if there's something you're wanting to do, like if it's like maybe it's something you're looking forward to, like maybe a movie or something, then you might get a little frustrated. But any of that but shit, that's rare. any of the shit on the TV, I can get on my computer. There's nothing oh, that I yeah. can't that we can't get on the TV because we don't have cable or anything. It's all Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Hell, fuck, we can't even get Disney Plus on the TV. So already I'm ahead on my fucking computer. Well, I guess I don't have Hulu on my computer. That would be easy enough for me to get and, mm-hmm. and register. We just mm-hmm. wouldn't. I wouldn't have the same uh, account as the one on the TV. So, but it's easy enough to like just. I just don't care. Right. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, and I'm one of these guys, I can't wait to die. I can't wait to die and never have to deal with any of this bullshit again. Huh. Well, I know then how those microphones might come in handy then. What, strangle myself with yes. them? Hang myself? Yes. Yep, there we go. So <laughs> hang myself with the cord. 
So, but uh, let's get into the podcast. This podcast is uh, a lot later than normally would be. It's like 7.35 right now. Uh, normally, I would have recorded this probably uh, early afternoon just to, just to do it, be done with it, get it out to the people. Uh, but it's late because I went and I did something that I thought was pretty cool today. Mm-hmm. I went out, I went to a book signing, everybody. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of you people are going, oh, book signing, that's for nerds. Well. And, and I'm like, yeah, normally it probably would be. Wait, you're saying you're not a nerd? Uh, I'm I'm a nerd in, in a, a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely have the things that I nerd out about. Yes. Uh, but this isn't even one of the things I nerd out no. about. I saw an ad on Facebook for this event, for this book signing, and it, it was out in uh, Livonia, Michigan. Yes. And I can't lie, uh, I'm not even really sure how I got to see something that was happening in Livonia, Michigan. Normally when you see Facebook Evites, it's something that's relatively close. It's right. in the same town. and. Grand Rapids is big enough and far away from Livonia that more than likely you wouldn't see it. But somehow I did. And it was for this gentleman. His name is Steve Gorman. And I, I would bet a lot of money that probably 100% of you have no fucking clue who Steve Gorman is. Because I can't lie, I had no idea who Steve Gorman was. Hmm. But Steve Gorman, he was the drummer of the Black Crows, the band the Black Crows. Yep. And uh, I'm a fan of the Black Crows. I'm not uh, a huge fan. I'm not one of these guys who would travel to tour and see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and going back in my history, I think I've only seen the Black Crows once. And that was in 1991. 1908. 1991 is a century ago, Jamie. A century ago I saw this band. And uh, th- get this. This was a very interesting show that I saw him. And I saw him at a baseball field in Rochester, Min- uh, Rochester, New York. Wait. What? A century? Yeah, because you see, this is 2000 and it was in the 1900s. That wasn't a hundred years ago. It, uh, I'm not going to explain the joke to you, Jamie. Oh, uh, wow. So, uh, Baseball Diamond, there were four bands. The Black Crows were first. Because they were still kind of like the newest band at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was their uh, Shake Your Money Maker was the first CD. That's what they were touring for. The second band was Warrant. You remember oh, Warrant? I the will. hair band. They sang Cherry Pie. Isn't that their main song? Cherry Pie? Yeah. Yes, Cherry Pie was their main song. Mm-hmm. They have others. I couldn't fucking tell you what the hell they were. So mm-hmm. it was Black Crows, Warrant. The third band was Metallica. Oh, now immediately, this is great. Uh, right, right, off, right off the bat, you're like, n- none of these bands belong in the same venue ever. Why? Let alone, they just, none of them really mix. Black Crows are kind of like a Maybe southern rock band. Yeah. Uh, Warrant was a hair band. Mm-hmm. And Metallica was a hard rock. Yeah. Uh, at the time, you probably would have considered them heavy metal. Yeah. So none of these bands are even like the same genre. They're all like under uh, rock, but they mm-hmm. all are different subdivisions. Right. And then the last band, uh, the headlining band, was Aerosmith. Oh. So who, which... Uh, I mean, they were relatively big. They had permanent mm-hmm. vacation, and I think Pump was out at this time, and I think maybe they were on the soundtrack for Armageddon. I don't know if Armageddon was out at that mm-hmm. time, but you know, they kind of were going from a classic rock uh, morphing into sellouts of pop rock, whatever. So pretty exciting. So that was really my only experience with them, you know, and I, I, I thought I had a couple CDs of theirs, everybody, because I was going to listen to them on the way. Uh, I only found Shake Your Money Maker, and then I found another one, and I go to open up my CD case, and it's it's not in there. I don't yeah, know the, what was in there? Uh, Dixie Chicks. <laughs> a Dixie Chicks CD was in the Black Crows. See, now Dixie Chicks touring with Black Crows makes more sense than... Black Crows touring with Warrant mm. in my brain. But I don't anyway. remember, yeah. So uh so I, I grabbed the C D, I go, and then um this book signing, it was happening at I, I thought it, in my brain, and this is again because I'm stupid, mm. I thought it was happening at a bookstore. 
but it wasn't. It was happening at a music store, and not like a record store, but an actual music store of they sell guitars oh. and drums and things like that. What are you doing? I'm trying to listen to one other song. Whose? The Black, Black you're, Crows. You're, you're, clearly, you're not doing a good job because I can't even fucking hear Well, because hear I it. didn't want it to interfere, and I can't. So, well, listen to it later, Jamie. It, it, it's not the point of you knowing this band. We could play the songs later. but uh, So it's in this music store, right? And it's being sponsored by the radio station, classic rock station over there, uh, WRIF. The Riff! The Riff, Jamie! And yep. uh, it's... The, the Rip? The Ripper! <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird because it's over beef. the years, I've gotten to know the guy who is their afternoon host. Uh, from three to seven, his name is uh, Meltdown. How, what? Yeah, his name's Meltdown, and uh, Meltdown. Uh, I, I don't know why I've got to know him, but he is—he's originally from Buffalo. How weird is that? Yeah. So he and I we formed bond over the years, and I saw maybe it was through Buffalo him. Buffalo bond. Maybe it was through him that I saw this Evite thing. But anyway, so he actually had talked to Steve Gorman. Uh, on the air, and they had made podcasts of it uh, twice. He did one earlier this week and one back in October to talk about the book and talk about the Black Crows. And uh, so I listened to those. They were each about uh, only a part of his podcast, not the entirety of either of the podcasts. So both interviews were, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes long. Uh, Pretty interesting. They were interviews that were done on the radio. Mm. So I feel like Steve was probably more censored than maybe he would want to be, because right. today at the book signing he, you know, he swore and whatever, and he told some uh, jokes that you probably couldn't tell because he talked about uh, snorting cocaine and stuff mm-hmm. like that stuff you probably couldn't tell on the air. Yeah. So I really wish the podcast had been done like our podcast, where mm-hmm. you can just say whatever the fuck that you want to say. Yeah. There's no recourse. Yep. But uh, I listened to those, and so I got there. It was from 2 to 4. This this whole event was from 2 to 4. So I'm, I didn't know what the weather would be like. Uh, I, I've never been to this place before. I know there's always a shit ton of construction out in Detroit, so I left early. It was a 2 o'clock mm-hmm. thing. I left at 11. Uh, plenty of time because it was like a two-hour drive. So I'm like, I'll get there. So I got there about 1.15. Mm. And uh, it's in this little weird mini plaza. And totally missed it because you can't really see it from the road. Hmm. If you didn't have a GPS, you probably wouldn't fucking know it was there. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, I did. I get there. I park, and there's already a line around the door. Huh? Uh, I, everybody's outside. I'm like, oh fuck! I'm glad I got here early right. now. Because again, in my brain, I thought it was going to be at a bookstore. I was going to walk in. I was going to buy the dude's book. I was going to start reading it to kill time before the Q&A and all this stuff. And uh, no, <laughs> none of that shit was right because it was a fucking goddamn music store. I have zero interest in buying any kind of musical instrument. Um, and they're not letting us in. And I asked them, I was like, is, is the place not normally open right. on a Saturday or right. something? And they're like, no, it was open. But apparently what they did is they were open, and then they kicked uh, everybody out at one. They kicked every so the place was empty, and then I guess they were just setting it up or whatever. But I'm like going, it's a and a Like, what are you fucking setting up? You put out a couple chairs, Mm -hmm. uh, you got the microphone stand, and that's it. Like, you don't need lights. You're snorting coke. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Like, I just didn't understand any of it. And I'm like going, why wouldn't they have let us in anyway? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we could go in, and then we could fucking, uh, right. you know, browse the merchandise. And right. maybe some fucking idiot would have bought a guitar. Mm-hmm. Or, or we would have bought his books before 2 o'clock. Because they didn't start letting people in until, like, 2, 5, 2, 10. So they didn't oh. even open it. So even though they, you said from 2 to 4, yeah. you weren't even fucking start. You weren't even taking into consideration this long line of people looking to get in. Yeah, that's stupid. So what they did is they gave everybody a wristband. You're in line and you got a wristband. And the wristband had a number on it. So that's how they knew like where you were. Because they used that at the end for your the book signing and they took pictures. Mm. Which was nice. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. So uh, they let us in 
and you immediately can buy your merch if you want. You can buy the book. They have records you could buy. I didn't want to buy any of the fucking records. I don't have a record player. I find the whole concept of vinyl coming back to be ridiculous. I just don't get it. I think it's a dumb hipster thing. Records were shit when records first came out, and they're shit now. Don't try to tell me that there's a better sound or there's something classic about it. You're a fucking moron. Stop it. Well, I mean, it's nostalgic. Yes, I'll give you that. Yeah. But if you're 20 years old, there's no nostalgia for you. Right. Don't tell me that records are better than, like, digital or CDs. I'd even take a goddamn tape cassette over a fucking Uh, record. And they're just easier, too, to manage and store. All that shit. You have to be so careful. Blah, blah, blah. blah. You can't take a goddamn record player with you. I like covers, though. Shit. Right, well, and that's why I like CDs, because Mm -hmm. then you can still have the artwork, Mm -hmm. and you have lyrics, and you'd like to thank the people, and all that shit. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't like digital shit. Mm -hmm. Here's your digital download card, and it's like a fucking number you punch into a website, and you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't like any of this shit. But anyway, so we get in, so we get in, I buy the book, it was 20 bucks, at least the book was cheaper Mm -hmm. Then if I just bought a new, because I guess it was like twenty nine bucks or whatever, oh. so I probably because they, they assumed like we're gonna sell a shit ton of these books. Mm-hmm. So I was because I was one of the first people there. Uh, I was able to grab a seat, and it was packed. Huh. It I was uh, again like I didn't know like what it would be like. I'd never been to a book signing before. I didn't know the kind of drawing powder oh, power yeah. this guy would have. Mm-hmm. Um. But this place was not necessarily built for these kind of things. Apparently, they've had them before, but it's still, it's a music store. We're selling fucking saxophones or whatever, right? We're not here to have these meet and greets, but they did. And I would say there were 200 people there, maybe. And it was standing room only. Hmm. Like, I was, again, very thankful that I was able to grab a seat. So let that be a word of advice to all you people. If you go to a book sign and get there early. So you grab a seat. Or take a soccer chair. Yeah, grab, bring your own chair. And uh, if it's happening in the winter, wear a fucking coat. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there were some guys who didn't think they were going to have to wait outside. I waited 45 minutes out in the fucking cold. It's goddamn Michigan, that. everybody, in yeah. January. It's cold as shit. Thankfully, it wasn't snowing or raining or anything, but it was still a little windy. Mm-hmm. Again, I just don't get So technically, by the time... Uh, the interview happened because they had one of the guys from the Riff. Uh, it's uh, Mike and Drew, I think the name was, and I think it was Drew from the Morning Show. Uh, he was he did the interviewing. He interviewed him up front, Steve, and then they opened it up for Q and A. So by the time Drew came out and Steve came out, it was probably two forty five. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, it was a long time because they're waiting for everybody to get in to yeah, buy the books understand. and everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, you might tell me it was like 2 to 4, but it was like 2.45 to a little less than 4 mm-hmm. because they stopped the interview, they opened it up for the Q&A, and then by the time they stopped the Q&A, it was maybe maybe an hour. Maybe it was like 3.45. Hmm. Because then they, they did the thing where everybody got in line, and that's where the number on your wristband came from to put mm-hmm. you in that order. Oh. And then you got to have him sign. He would sign the book if you purchased the book, mm-hmm. or and he would sign one thing. Like if you brought something from home. Your boob? Like if I had, yes. If I had brought in the CD that I had in the car, he mm-hmm. would have signed that as well, too. Oh, okay. But it's pretty much he wanted you to sign what? You purchased it, right, which I get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part Absolutely. of it. You got to make money. The yep. business has got to make money because it was free mm-hmm. for me to go to. Yep. You didn't have to buy anything if you didn't want. But for me, I'm like, why am I going to go to a book signing and yeah. not even buy the fucking book? Right. right. Especially. Yeah. A lot of people already had the book. So they brought it for him to sign. And there oh, you okay. go. So one of the weird things that happened when I was in line because uh, I got 45 minutes plus to kill. You know, I'm just kind of monkeying around my phone. All of a sudden, someone tweeted at me. And they're like, hey, you uh, you at the Steve Gorman book signing thing? Hmm. And I thought, uh, you know, maybe because uh, I had posted about it mm-hmm. on Facebook. And I talked about it on the, the podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe someone heard. I was like, yeah, I'm here. 
And they tweeted back, and they're like, yeah, I'm about seven people behind you in line. Wow. And I was like, what? What? Crazy. Yeah, it was very weird. So it was another dude who uh, drove all the way from the G-Rap as well. And uh, he was a much bigger fan of the band and or the book because he apparently had listened to the audio book uh, that Steve actually, he did, he voiced it. He, he read it as well. And oh. he said it was great because cool. he gave emphasis to, you know, the parts of the book of like if someone's mad, he yelled, yeah. if the joke was funny, cool. he told it funny. So I'm like, mm-hmm. that, and that's why you would want the author of the book to do the actual right. reading because... They were there, and they know how, what the emotions were and how, how yeah. things felt and whatever. So he said it was really cool. So. I guess I never thought about that before. And yeah. he uh, he was also in a band, so he bought... Uh, he's a drummer, so he bought like a drum, not a kit, set. Uh, <laughs> not a set, but the, the head or whatever they call of it for him to sign as well, too. So Cool. Uh, yeah, so it was nice. cool. So it was cool talking to him. And awesome. uh, so then we sat down... And I'll tell everybody, too, that, uh, again, I did not know this guy at all. I wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup. I'm not sure if I'd be able to pick him out of a lineup now. Mm-hmm. But um, incredibly entertaining. Very entertaining, uh, very engaging, and uh, he was very funny hmm. with the, the Q&A stuff. And uh, it, it was just good, and he was willing to answer all the questions he seemed very uh, open, and he seemed okay with stuff. And he huh. was like, you know, everybody, everything that I talked about was from my perspective, so I can't talk about what other right. people's perspectives yeah. were. And he said everybody uh, who was in the band uh, was in agreement, or they laughed, or whatever, other than the Robinson brothers, mm-hmm. which was Chris, and I think the other brother is Rich. So okay. Chris and Rich were probably like the two... Uh, originators or beginners or whatever of the band the Black Crows and he was the original drummer as well too Steve so it wasn't like Steve jumped in like five years ago or whatever he was mm-hmm. he was there from the beginning originally ever called uh, Mr. Crow's Garden was the original what? apparently that was the original name of the band Mr. Crow's Garden why so, would they think that would be a good idea I don't know why would you think Black Crows is a good well, idea well yeah but at least that's short like yeah, it's one word words. shorter. That's all it is, Jamie. Well, it's more syllables. Right, whatever. So uh, it was all good. So he's people asked him too. They're like, "Would you? Uh, do you think the Robinson brothers have read your book at all?" And he's like, "No, I don't think they would." Because I guess apparently it paints them in a read. bad light. <laughs> yeah, they're retarded. They don't fucking know shit from shit. But one of the apparently there was a dude in the band. His name was Ed, and I can't remember his last name. But he was the uh, keyboardist, the mm. piano player. And apparently, he was from the Detroit area because when oh. he they kept his name kept being brought up by people in the crowd, and uh, Steve brought him up too. And apparently, this guy was just very much an interesting human being hmm. because he kept telling stories about the guy that were just like this guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> But I think I almost think Ed's some of Ed's family was in the room because there was almost like we all sat down and all suddenly brought out like four extra chairs for like these older people to sit in, hmm. and um, they seemed to really resonate with when he brought in Ed and they were talking about it. I almost feel like okay, maybe these were Ed's parents because Ed apparently passed away several years ago. I'm assuming from cancer. Oh. But uh, all, all very unfortunate. So, uh, so the Q and A ends, and uh, we get in line for the picture, and uh, we got the book, and, and they're just being kind of the security guy. There is just kind of being a weirdo, and it's fun. He was the only black guy too. He was the only black guy in the whole room, and I don't know if he was trying to be intimidating because he wore like combat boots mm. and he kind of had like a flak jacket that had like some sort of military patches on it. And uh, it just seemed like, I, I, all right, what, what were you thinking was going to happen at the Black Crow's book signing, right? right like, you don't right. have to be a huge dick, man. Like, I don't think anything's going to get out of control, mm-hmm. but fucking relax. So uh, it's my turn to get up and uh, go give him the book. So I give him the book, and I'm like, hey, man. And I told him, like, you were super engaging, and I really wish that you could have talked longer. Like, you could, he could have easily gone on for two, three hours mm. And I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. Huh. And uh, 
he was like, oh, that's great. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming. And they took pictures. We took a professional picture because they did not allow you to use your own phone or camera. So this is the smart thing. And I've known comedians to do this. So what they do is they have their own camera. They take the picture. And then what that does is that forces you to go to either their website or their Facebook page to get the picture. Um, And it moves the line a lot quicker. Like nobody's fumbling with the fucking phone because your phone's different than my phone and this and that, whatever. And so uh, just move the right fuck along, which is nice. Makes sense. I wore my, uh, I have on my sweatshirt that's the uh, Buffalo versus everybody. It's very... Very much looks like a Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. uh, sweatshirt, with colors, and it's even got a little Buffalo logo on it. And he, I didn't know this till I was driving, this guy had his own sports talk radio show. Oh. How weird is that, right? Yeah. He had his own sports talk radio show on fucking uh, Fox, on Fox Sports. Huh. I don't, he made it sound as though it's not necessarily on Fox Sports anymore. Like it might be its own kind of like independent thing that radio stations can pick up or maybe he just podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. because then he he asked me he's like so are the bills legitimate are the bills for real and i was like yeah they're for real man they're for real <laughs> so uh it was very cool so i would encourage you all guys all go to get um the the book uh steve Worms. it's called hard to handle the life and death of the black crows mm-hmm. and he kind of talked about because i know jason mentioned on the monday podcast that the band's getting back together. Yeah. Yep. And it sounds from like what Steve said, it's basically the brothers getting back together with just whoever. Hmm. And he almost made it sound like maybe it's just like a money grab. Because I can't lie, if they were to come around here, if they were to play 20 Monroe Live or mm-hmm. wherever here in town, I would probably be interested in going to hear them play. Mm-hmm. Like I think it would be very cool. I enjoy the music a whole lot. But he made it sound as though like they didn't give a shit necessarily about the music, but it was more like they have been unsuccessful in their own endeavors other than the Black Crows. Yeah. So their identity is wrapped up in the Black Crows. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And he's in his own band. I, I can't remember what the fuck it was called, but apparently they're touring. Oh. And uh, I would only assume it'd be fairly similar type music to what the Black Crows were. So I'll have to Google and, yeah. fig- and figure out what the fuck uh, the name of the band right. is. So, yeah. But go go read the book. I'm going to start it tomorrow. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Because it, it, to me, it reminded me of the book that uh, Motley Crue wrote. Like, whatever the uh, fuck that was called. Yeah. I got Cocaine Adventures or whatever the fuck it was called. Because uh, it just talks about how insane the brothers were and the insane shit that they did and everything else so very just very unfortunate stuff but it makes for an interesting read and a lot mm-hmm. of the guys who had read it because they're like oh yeah i got your book and done this and that they all talked about how it was very funny as well mm. so look looking looking forward to diving into that book yeah, well, yeah good. It was i'm good glad show. it was fun so on the way back home i took a detour everybody because um there was a wrestling event, a wrestling event mm-hmm. happening down in uh, Kalamazoo on the February 8th, right? And it's the promotion that I've gone to two of their shows. Uh, and I can't lie, they're phenomenal, they're spectacular, I love them. If, if you like professional wrestling and you live in the uh, West Michigan area, I would highly recommend that you go check out IPW at the Y Bar. UPW? IPW. <laughs> Uh, which I think is independent Sounds professional painful. wrestling. Yikes! <laughs> and uh, so go check it out. But here, here is the pisser. Uh, last show was sold out. I'm assuming it was packed, right? So I'm like, going, all right, if we're going to go to this one, we got to get tickets in advance. And uh-huh. the two previous shows, we we're able to buy tickets online, like every place. It's online. It's online. Yeah. Like you're pretty po donk if it's kind of like. You got to buy it from someone or you got to buy it at the venue or whatever. Right. And I mean, that is, it is what it is, but it seems weird that you can't go to, uh, what, what is it, uh, Brown Paper Bag Stub or Hub Eventbrite. Or well, StubHub is the secondary thing. If you oh. want to resell your tickets, you go to StubHub. Oh. Uh, you know, or the bigger shit like Ticketmaster right. or whatever shit like that. But, uh, for whatever reason, the tickets were not up. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta, 
I got to get these tickets in advance. So uh, I call, I call them, and I'm like, okay. can I purchase them from you over the phone? And the lady had no fucking knowledge about anything, right? <laughs> so she had to go and make, make sure that there even was a fucking wrestling event. It's pretty sad <laughs> when I call a venue and, I'm t- and I tell them right. that this shit's happening at your place. Yes. But I couldn't buy it over the phone. So I'm like, all right. So I do a detour, everybody. Probably, I don't know, 45 minutes or whatever out of my way uh, for this detour. So I end up going, right? I, go, I get to the Y bar. And I'm like, hey, and and you know what I'm afraid of though, Jamie, hmm. that I'm gonna get there and they're gonna be like, yeah, we don't, we can't buy sell you tickets, like we don't do it, whatever, or you know, it's the it's the same fucking yeah. dumb podunk shit that you expect from everybody, yeah, every because one because when I call and the lady's like, yeah, I don't I don't even know there's an event happening here, right? So why would you think that anybody would have well, their fucking head out of their ass? Yeah, but then didn't you did you ask them if you can go there in person? Yes, I did. But oh. again, Jamie, that doesn't fucking mean it's going to happen because what one person says at a venue, I know because it's happened numerous mm-hmm. times with me throughout my fucking life. The next person's got no fucking clue about mm-hmm. a goddamn thing. Right? Am I wrong? No. Are you being a little sassy? No, I'm being mad because that's yeah. how life is and it's shit. Yeah. And I'm going way out of my fucking way to do yes. this. So it's the last thing I want to have happen. But I'm a fear I'm fearful that it is gonna happen. Right, right. So because again, I'm like going, fuck, I came all this way and I can't get tickets from you fuckers. But I get there and the place is dead as shit. There's which is weird to me because it's Saturday oh. at like 6 15, yeah. 6 30. You'd figure there'd be a lot of people in there. And there was probably more people in this house right now than were in that fucking bar. It was very dead. Mm-hmm. So I go to the bar. The guy's excited to see me. Oh, fucking customer. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, uh, you, you're, you got a wrestling event here on the 8th. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, I can buy tickets here from you. And he's like, yep. So I was like, I would like to purchase three tickets. And he had three tickets. He sold them to me. They were like, in an envelope, uh, like tickets printed out, like by yourself at home. You cut them out with the scissors. (laughs) And there you go. But he had them. And he took all the money out of it because I only had a 50 and it was like 30 bucks, Mm -hmm. uh, 10 bucks each. So it gives me change. It was all very weird to me. When you buy Girl Scout cookies. Yes. Yes. I was buying Girl Scout cookies. And this, you know, this, they had to ask their mom to help them make change yes. and that kind of shit. Yeah. So, but there is a guy at the bar and he's like, what are you buying? <laughs> and I said, I'm buying tickets for a wrestling event. And he's like, they got wrestling here? And I said, yes, I know. It's weird, but they do it right there. And I point to like this area where all, they have all these chairs. Uh-huh. They just move these chairs and they put up a wrestling ring. And mm-hmm. yes, it's. It's a very small venue, and I don't quite understand it, but it's a lot of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I know, man. It's weird. And I felt like I had, I was arguing with this alcoholic about what a good time the wrestling event was. And I said, I know, man. It's a show where you're probably not going to know anybody. Mm-hmm. But I said, it's very entertaining because mm-hmm. you're very close uh, there's a lot of good action. There's a lot of crowd interaction. There's a lot of swearing. Uh, there's probably some blood. It's a good fucking time. And the dude's just staring at me. And I'm like going, I right, man, I don't know what to tell you. You're here, so clearly you live close enough that you can come on a fairly regular basis. I said, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Give them 10 bucks, mm-hmm. and I'll see you on the 8th, motherfucker. Right. Do you think it was also... Where he was just surprised that that kind of a thing was happening there. Maybe, I guess, Which, but I don't really put posters up I was and stuff. I ask you that if they, you'd think they would. I mean, so. unless they just put posters up the day of the wrestling show, which to me that seems that would be as dumb, dumb as fuck. Right. But I have learned that a lot of businesses yes. are dumb as fuck. Right. So what do I know? But uh, so I'm all set. So if any of you guys want to go see a good wrestling show, Kalamazoo Y Bar, February eighth, mm-hmm. only ten bucks. You can go early. Um, you can get VIP. Mm-hmm. You get there early, and you can do a little meet and greet with the wrestlers. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. And I'll tell you why it's ridiculous, everybody. Because the place is so goddamn small. <laughs> 
Uh, and, and this is so level. Guys come out during the match like they're done, mm-hmm. and they'll come out and they'll sit in the crowd. Or, or because they're all, everyone's local, everybody lives in the West Michigan area, mm-hmm. that they ha- they know people in the crowd. <laughs> so they'll just go out and sit with their friends in the crowd. So you you knew meet and greet during the show or after the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you get VIP seats. You're sitting in the front row. There's the front row, and then there's the second row. <laughs> and that's fucking it. There ain't, it's that kind Isn't of that small, funny? everybody. Yeah. There's so I don't understand why you pay thirty dollars for the meet and greet and you sit in the front row, or you can do twenty dollars to just sit in the front row, or you can move two feet back and spend ten dollars. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars gets you the meet and greet. Wow. Meet and greet front row. I don't know. I'm not doing it. Huh. Sorry. I like it. I'm not mm-hmm. giving you thirty dollars. Right. Huh. So uh, I'll pay half. Uh, and sit one row behind you. It's yes. very, very strange. So, but uh, go go check it out. It's fun, everybody. It's very fun. Uh, this is the last weird story I want to tell you. Uh, I am on this app called Marco Polo, and mm. I don't know if you guys know Marco Polo or not. It's um, it's a weird like phone app. I, it's I don't know what I would compare it to. I guess I would compare it to Snapchat, kind of. Mm. Because you're recording yourself, but you don't have to hold the button down and it doesn't stop after like 10 seconds or whatever. Like it just keeps going. It's like Mm. you're recording uh, a visual voicemail is what it is. And then you can send it to people. Okay. So I have this friend Sarah who I've known since 1999, a century ago, Jamie. I know you don't understand that joke. But uh, from 1999. So for whatever reason, th- that this is how she likes to connect with me. Through fucking Marco Polo, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to her Marco Polo. And she's like, oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you. But she lives back in Buffalo. She has this job. And she's like, oh yeah. Uh, there is a, a person at work who who shits at work. Huh. And I'm like going, well, a lot of people shit yeah. at work, right? Like, that's not unusual. Thing. The unusual thing with this person is uh, they shit on the floor. What? This person, back in December, apparently, uh, there's, there's, I'm assuming, like, the men's room is right next to the ladies' room. Like, you go left to the ladies and right to the guys. But right outside of it, uh, someone took a shit on the carpet. On purpose? Yes, they took a, a deucer. They dropped. Uh, they dropped off some kids on the floor. <laughs> Maybe they were wearing a poncho. <laughs> I don't know, a muumu. I I don't know, but uh, apparently the business. I'm not going to say the name of the business, but the business is is relatively large, and they kind of were. Uh, trying to hide this, trying to deny the fact that this happened. Because uh, what they did is uh, there were the sanitation department, the cleaning people mm-hmm. came and apparently they, they had taken care of the shit. <laughs> and, uh, but they were scared because it was carpet. It wasn't right. like linoleum or anything right. else, or tile. It was carpet. So they came and they replaced the carpet. They cut out a square mm-hmm. and they threw it away and they replaced it. So now they have like a purple square. What, yes, they have a purple square <laughs> where the shit was. And they, um, they what, apparently what they were telling people is that someone had dropped a meatball. I've done that before. <laughs> and uh, the meatball had stained the floor or whatever. <laughs> and uh, Sarah's like, ah, oh, this is all bullshit. Because people drop food on the floor all the time. Mm-hmm. And no one no one no. ever comes and replaces the carpet pieces yeah. because they've dropped it on the floor. Yeah. There's no biohazard so, in meatballs. Yes, yes. There's no biohazard. <laughs> so I, at first, maybe I'm like, going, is meatballs just another term for them <laughs> for shit? Right. Someone dropped the meatball. Someone. I think we need to start saying That's that. That's our thing. Now. Hey, did you drop a meatball yes. today? Yeah. Oh, shit. I dropped a couple meatballs. Oh, I dropped a meatloaf. Oh, woo-hoo. <laughs> so, uh, so, 
Uh, so immediately I'm intrigued right there. I'm intrigued by this whole story because I'm like, one, she's never mentioned this to me at all. Like, how are you not telling me that someone shit on the floor? That's purposeful. Yeah. Someone shitting on the floor is purposeful. But it gets more interesting, Jamie. This is where this becomes like a weird, like, Netflix documentary. Like, what happens next? Mm -hmm. What happens next, Jamie, is... What happens next? People start getting boxes of shit on their desk. What? Someone? Wait, this is her work? Yes. Her this, place of employment. Yes. So it's a coworker. Yes. This is someone at work dropping deuces, dropping meatballs. Someone's putting meatballs into boxes and putting <laughs> them on coworkers' desks. Does it come with barbecue sauce? <laughs> a little fork and a knife yeah. a little napkin there yeah. so and this has happened more than once like someone ha- there's a box they open up the box and there's a fucking meatball there is a meatloaf as you said <laughs> and I, so it's blowing my mind yes. away yes it is blowing this is my, amazing well, for, for, yes it's amazing first of all again i'm like why are why have you not told me about this yeah why why is this happening yes. i don't like i get okay like the first one the dropping the meatball on the carp outside the bat all right maybe someone accident. had an accident right and uh they they tried to hold it and it just didn't they, they couldn't and there you go but yeah. then apparently she told me someone took a shit like outside one of the doors so this is like mm, not right. This so it was a shit outside the bathroom door. Then it's shit outside the entrance to the door, <laughs> which apparently people. She said people had stepped in it. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't know. None of this. I'm almost. I'm at the point where I'm like going. She's lying to me. Sarah is lying to me, and none of this shit's real. This is. She's being very creative right now. That's one heck of a slip a and slide. Oh God, it's uh, shit and slide. <laughs> is what's going on. So, uh, then she says people are getting a special delivery shit boxes, right? And they're oh. like, so again, I'm like going, okay. Is there a theme? What? Right. I'm like, all right, what's the common denominator? <laughs> right. Like, who's getting a box of shit? Why are they, like, is there a note? I wouldn't be able to work. I would be just like. Well, that's what she said. People are freaking behind, out. I'd be hiding on a corner. I would so, so want to figure this she out. She said. People were freaking out at work about it because they're like, who's the mystery shitter? <laughs> who's dropping meatballs? Right? And she said, like, there were rumors spreading around. She said people were tweeting about it. And huh. she sent me a screenshot of people <laughs> tweeting about the mystery shitter. And this is a big corporation, so that's why I don't want right. to say the name of right, it because right. it's not like a fucking uh, little restaurant or a mm-hmm. gas station. Like, this is. There's cubicles and there's yeah. a lot of people and there's many levels and it's a nationwide kind of thing and right. it's all like what the fuck? So she's saying that her the business the higher ups are kind of like denying any of this like none of this stuff is happening. It's urban legend. Uh, it's not happening. And I'm like you can't. I I told her I said as a business you cannot do that. Like no. people people know it's real. So you need to get out ahead of it and right. go. We're installing cameras. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to necessarily be specific because everybody knows. But so you don't, there are uh, inappropriate things happening at work. We're installing cameras. We're hiring more security mm-hmm. people. Because she said there was a period of time, too, where it just kind of stopped. For like mm-hmm. a week or two, it stopped. And I was like, okay, was that was that person on vacation or mm-hmm. something? Right. Like, or were they constipated for a week yes. and they couldn't drop a, a meatball off at work? They didn't drink enough coffee. Yeah, there was something. So uh, she's telling me all this, mm-hmm. and it's blowing my mind. And then I'm. This is what I want to ask you, Jamie. Like, I don't understand why anybody would do it. Right. I just, I don't understand. Like, there's, it's all risk, right? Uh huh. Because what's going to happen oh, if you God. get what's going to happen if you get caught? Yeah. It, well, for sure, fired. Yeah, you're fired, and then, uh, pro- probably some legal yeah. shit. Uh, maybe you get sued get it, or, or something. Exposed to your stuff. Yeah, like uh, I'm like, oh, I don't know how you can work in anything again. Like, right. a lot of the jobs that she worked for, it's like technical stuff. It's professional stuff mm-hmm. that I'm like, if you're taking a shit at how work in a box, right? And I'm like, and then I'm also, I'm also thinking like, all right, how did he get the shit in the box? 
was he just like squatting over the box or was he shitting in the toilet and they scooped it out of the toilet and yeah, put they, it in the box? Is, is it in a bag and then in the box? I don't know. Are they oh, big boxes? Oh, I kept telling her, I'm like, I need more information. Like, I just, Does I need to know. Is of one? No, no. Like, I don't know if they would, like, if she specifically knew anybody who was getting shit in a box. But uh, it was it, it, very weird. Very, very strange. Is right? it gift wrapped? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that too. I was like, are the boxes very specific? To me, I, I guess I kind of envision it like a cake box, right? Like you go oh, to the right. bakery and you get oh, a cake Oh, I'm picturing like a cardboard. Okay. I mean, maybe that too. I don't, I don't again, I'm confused. Then, okay, shouldn't there be a protocol? If you have, if you get a box yeah. on your desk. Yeah. Do not open it and sure. take it to... Call the bomb squad. <laughs> yes. Well, right. I mean, like... Sure. How uh, do you so, know there's poop in there? But tell me, uh, what's the reward? Like that you, Like, you weigh the risks and the reward. What's the reward from taking shits in a box uh-huh. at work? Uh-huh. What is it? Well, this, some, this is somebody who is not all there. Right. And it's a, a mental illness, a lot of anger. Yes. But again, that's why I was like trying to find out like the connection amongst the coworkers. Right. Is it is it uh, their boss? Mm-hmm. Is it someone who wronged them? Is it? Mm-hmm. And I I just assume it was a dude. I'm assuming it's not a chick. So then I'm like going, okay, is it uh, is he giving it to ladies who've rebuffed him? He's right. asked them out on dates, and they're like, ah, fuck right. you. Like is this shit like that? But again, I don't know what the reward is because. You like you have that, okay? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I took a dog, but I put it on Betty's desk. Right, right. But then, like, but then, well, you can't tell anyone. No, but you can't tell your coworkers. They're like, "Oh shit, you're the mystery shit. Are you mm-hmm. fucking sicko?" But maybe that's what they are enjoying about it, though. I. But you that... gotta share that shit. You can't keep maybe... stuff like that to yourself. There needs to be that outward expressing mm-hmm. of like, "Guess what I did?" Like, if like if you were to vandalize something. You're telling someone about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do something, like, vengeful, right. you're telling someone about it. Stuff right. like that. Like, even if you were to tell, like, your friends. Like, if mm-hmm. I were to tell my friends that I shit in a box at work and put it on someone, like, they would think it's funny for a second. Right, but then, then they'd be like, oh, there's, right. there's something wrong with this right. guy. Like, he's going to shit in my car or something. Like, fuck off. Maybe there's two of them. Well, that's what I was thinking, too, of, like, how do you know Are it's Are they not, testing I, the poop? Well, I don't, I don't know, Jamie. No. That's what I was like. How do you know it's just one right. person? Like, right. how do you not know? Or maybe it's a copycat shitter. I wonder right? if if it's the per, the people that are getting targeted are the ones that jam the printer and don't unjam it. Please stop trying to be funny, Jamie. I'm not. I, uh, that's annoying. So she, uh, so I, she thinks, too... That there are rumors going around at her work that because apparently the pooper's been caught. Oh. They caught the pooper, but they haven't said who it was or the name or anything. There's no specifics coming out, and I highly doubt any specifics will come out. Uh, you'll have to do through like process of elimination mm-hmm. of like who was recently fired mm-hmm. and has the shitting stopped, <laughs> right. right? Oh, it was Larry. <laughs> Larry was the fucking mystery shitter, right? But she thinks. That maybe that's not true, that they haven't caught the mystery shitter. Because they're so, the work is so intent on like trying to get these rumors to stop mm-hmm. that they're now saying, yeah, we caught the mystery shitter. But you can't say that because if, if the mystery shitter is real, which I b- believe it to be true, then the mystery shitter is just going to shit again. Or they're going <laughs> to, the mystery shitter strikes again, he shits uh. again. Or, again, like you said, there might be a copycat shitter. Uh-huh. Then you got to deal with this they're, copycat they're shitter. Cahoots. Oh, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, again, I told her, I'm like, I need to know all the this information. This is so bizarre. Like, I, can't, like, I can't imagine. I can't, uh, like, I, again, because most of my professional experience has <laughs> been, like, in the mental health field. Right. So if one of my coworkers was taking a shit, that would be fucking incredible. Yes. It would be incredible, and it would be disturbing at the same yes. time that a therapist is yes. taking shits at work on the floor. Yes. So, but I told her, I'm like, I need to know absolutely yes. everything. She seems to think it's someone in the tech part, uh, in the IT department. Hmm. Tech part. Because she said those guys were are weirdos, and they're on a different kind of wavelength. Yeah. I'm like, maybe. 
Maybe, I don't really fucking know. Huh. Yeah. Very strange, right? Very strange. It is weird. It's one Very of the strange. best things I've heard in a long I, time. I know. When she told... It was almost like an aside to her. She's like, oh yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or not, but someone's taking shits at work. <laughs> I was like, what? How have you not told me this? Right. From the beginning. Yeah. Like the first day it happened. Yeah, someone shit on the floor at work. They called it a meatball. I don't understand any of this. So, uh, so uh, you know, if I hear anything, everybody, I'll let you guys know about wow. the fucking meatball experience. Now I'm going to Google it. If you uh, have ever had an experience like that, please let me know. I need to know if someone has shit at your work. I love shitting at work. I just don't do it on the floor. No. <laughs> no. But, uh, again, to, guys, everybody, uh, again, I apologize for the missing of the uh, Patreon two weeks ago. So I, I open it up to you. Uh, if you live in the West Michigan area, I will send you four free passes to Dr. Grins to make mm. up for it. If you do not live in the West Michigan area, uh, send me your address. I'll mail you like a CD or a DVD. I got a lot of it. A meatball. I'll send you a, I'll send you a <laughs> box of shit. <laughs> but you got to message me. So uh, I know there's 21 of you. Only four of you have taken me up on it. Mm. So uh, the, the other uh, 17 of you, if you want something, I, I will hook you up. It'll be a mystery gift from me to you. Yes. Unless you live in West Michigan, then it's a Dr. Grin's pass. We have a couple dogs, too, we, we'll, we can mail we'll you. We'll send you some dog shit. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it. That's the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, I'm going to try to figure out the, uh, the recorder because I would like to come Monday to have uh, use the microphones. So that would be nice as well, too. Do you want to try those on this? Nope. Oh, nope. Right. We're going to fuck around with it tomorrow, Jamie. Tonight oh. is not the night to all fuck right. around with the mics. So, but, but that's the podcast. Please go like mm-hmm. the fan page on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is where we do a lot of polls, a lot of fun, goofy, dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you can do all that, that'd be fantastic. Otherwise, we're done unless you got something, Jamie. No. All right, that's it. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good evening. Uh, We'll see you on Monday for another freebie. Meatballs. Meatballs.